So this week, everybody, we're going to be remembering Chris Farley, one of the great comedians of his time. Played quite a few great characters in SNL and had a stellar movie career. Whether he was playing Matt Foley or being a Bill Swirsky superfans, he always had something going on that would make us laugh. Today, we remember Chris Farley. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. And this week, sitting in with me, I have returning co-host, Cody Tucker. Cody, how's it going today? Hey, man. It is going great. Going great. We are having, we've been working with some technical difficulties today, but I think we've worked <laughs> through everything. It's been fun, hasn't it? Jesus. I hope it's, I hope we work through everything. Man, I tell you, <laughs> I tell you. You know, and it's not funny haha but you know <laughs> it's just like you know what else could possibly happen it's not it's nowhere yeah. near as funny as the guy we're going to talk about today either i mean true we true. are uh, going to be ta- uh, basically remembering chris farley today yes and such a great comedian when he was when he was with us and everything uh, sad died of an overdose it's it's kind of like just like the you know they always compared him to belushi oh yeah and yeah. Just like Belushi, at I don't know if it's the same age or just as same close age. to the, was it the same age? I mean, thirty three, right? Yeah, thirty two yeah, yeah. or thirty three. One of the two. It was one of the two. I, I'm fairly certain they were the same age. Died of a drug overdose. Very sad. Yeah, it's definitely a um, self fulfilling prophecy. I mean, yeah. he idolized John Belushi. Like it wasn't just really everybody else comparing him. I mean, he compared himself to yeah. Belushi nonstop. Like any interview you see where he's talking about who his like influences are, it's Belushi. So there's something to that, I think. There was somebody else as well, I believe, that uh, people would compare him to, or he had as you know another person to look up to for comedy, uh, other than Belushi. But Belushi was the main person that they you know, that they were referred to him as, basically. Yeah. From from the fact he's on SNL to his style of comedy. Everything, and then the fact, of course, his, his substance abuse issues he had. Yeah, well, nineties SNL at least, because I mean that was who who basically he cites as being his biggest influences are just the seventies cast of SNL. So Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Gilda Radner, Lorraine Newman, uh, Dan Aykroyd, you know those guys are, and then Belushi, of course. And there is something about like how everything from the seventies basically just repeated itself in the nineties. Yeah. And that nineties cast of SNL is a repeat in a sense of the seventies cast with Farley being the obvious, you know, Belushi known as the bad boys of SNL. Yeah, exactly. Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, Rob Schneider, David Spade, along with Chris Farley, of course, there was others on there, but Norm Norm is my favorite Norm MacDonald. That's Norm McDonald. He was he, probably one of my favorite people doing the weekend news. Yeah. I mean, he's my favorite comic of all time. A hundred percent. Like that is like who I idolized or idolized uh, was Norm for sure. I, I can't say he's my favorite comedian of all time. Even with SNL. I mean, there was ones I found funnier with the skits they did, but it doesn't mean he wasn't a funny man. He was a funny guy. And yeah. I, I loved it when they did celebrity jeopardy. And they yeah, would bring yeah. him on. Uh, I think he always did Burt Reynolds. Yeah, he was always Burt. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the Weekend Update was, I mean, that's the greatest 
time of weekend update uh for sure is norm mcdonald i mean colin quinn's pretty good dennis Mill, uh yeah dennis miller is good but yeah. yeah norm is i mean yeah it's his style of comedy that that, that worked well with it yes is what it was for me um or as far as snl skits i mean chris farley had quite his share of skits that were hilarious i mean he was one of three that did the gap girls he was in the uh Bill Swirsky super fans group or they'd be like the bears. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the, the, we just spoke of this earlier with each other, the, the Chippendales thing he did with Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Was so funny. And Matt Foley, the motivational speaker. That's, that's his best, that's his best character. <laughs> that's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, if, even, not even just for Farley, if you were doing like a top 10 most iconic SNL sketches, I mean, Matt Foley, inspir- uh, you know, motivational speaker, is in the top ten of all time of the entire fifty-year history. It's in the top ten, maybe even top five. You know, it's it's got to be. I don't see how it couldn't be. And he 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 had said that that character, Matt Foley, I believe he he's based it on his uh, rugby coach he had, as well as his father. <laughs> Because his father yeah. would yell a lot to be real loud to get his point across, and his rugby <laughs> yeah, coach was shot. kind of his 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 rugby coach would kind of squat down, you know, mm-hmm. as he's sitting there with and just kind of talk to the people as they're listening, tell them what they're yeah. going to do, you know. And the combination of those two worked out real well to be Matt Foley for him. Yeah, SNL. I mean, he joined SNL. See what we said it was. 19 well he's probably 92 or 93 i would I imagine say yeah no well let's see maybe not uh, it was uh, one of the new saturday night live cast members announced early in 1990 oh oh that's right well he was a featured player yeah. i think in 90 and then he became like an actual cast member actual cast member and uh, i yeah. think 92 or 93 yeah yeah because yeah. he joined in the same like in the exact same classes Sandler, David Spade, Rob Schneider, and Chris Rock. Like they were all like in the at the exact same time. Now we were mentioning Matt Foley as an over-the-top motivational speaker who frequently reminded other characters that he was living in a van down by the river. The character was created by Bob Odenkirk when he and Farley <laughs> were performers at Second City. Uh, the character's name came from a longtime friend of Farley's who became a Catholic priest and currently serves as the head pastor at St. James Catholic Church in Arlington Heights, Illinois. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, imagine him going through that. People go, you're, wait, your name is Matt Foley? Do you, <laughs> do you live in a van by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> down mean, by the river? God, that's, Yeah. I mean, that is, well, I, I mean, a lot of SNL characters, their names are just, you know, taken from people that they grew up with. Like the Hurley boy, it was like Adam Sandler is, you know, just named after the writer. I think his name was like Tim Hurley. He was one of the writers on SNL. So they just called him like the Hurley boy. That's the one with Chris Farley too, where he's like trying to get Adam Sandler, like a job as like a house sitter and basically slowly working his way into like having the kid like live with the family. <laughs> yeah like yeah that's to me is that's one of my favorite farley sketches just the progression the, do you remember the chris farley show no i did not i did not know <clears throat> there was a chris farley show no 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 it, it, it's a skit honestly. oh oh yes are you talking about the one where he would like interview like McCartney yes. and, and just be like <laughs> yes. hey, yeah you're in the beatles uh that must have been pretty cool like yeah <laughs> what 
What was the question he asked him about about faking death or you supposedly died? Uh, oh yeah, no, he goes. Um, he says like, you know, like you supposedly uh, died and. Or he's like, so I heard that you died in 1967, blah, blah, blah. Uh, is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the look on his face was like, uh, well, obviously not. Uh, I'm here well, with you, you right now, Chris. Have you seen the one? This is another one of my favorite Farley sketches. It's uh, where it's like, uh, you know, obviously like a satire of those commercials where they're testing a product on people without letting them know. And so it's like those like Swedish coffee crystals or whatever. And they go up to him at a restaurant, like, sir, did you know you're not actually drinking coffee, blah, 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 but you're actually drinking Swedish uh, coffee crystals. And he like, he's like, what? And then he just gets super angry. He's like, you know, good God. Like, <laughs> and then just starts attacking people because <laughs> they tricked him into drinking coffee crystals. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one, but it's you got look it, so. look it up if you know, after this, like just, I mean, it is like, he's so good at going from being like very childlike to being super intense, like fat. I mean, he can like flip yeah. that switch so quick. And he's goofy as all get out. I mean, when he did, he dressed up as the lunch lady. Yes. And did oh that God. thing as he's going through, like he's dipping out food and stuff. And mm -hmm. he's ballet dancing out there as he's running around. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's a good one, too. And uh, Schwartz, when he would be like Storm and Norman Schwartzkopf. Yes. And like, um, and like I want Holyfield. Like just start <laughs> like challenging heavyweight champions. There was a there was a list of people that said he was famous for impersonating on the show. Uh, Schwarzkopf, of course, was one of them. Tom Arnold, I think, is another. Yeah, Newt Gingrich. Uh, Newt Gingrich, yes, he did yeah. Newt Gingrich very well as well. Um, um, oh, Lin no, no, that was John Goodman, I think, right? That did Linda Tripp. I, I think know. I think so. Yeah, never mind. Um, what other ones did he do? I can't even really remember. I don't really remember him as being a person that did like impressions. He was very much more of like a character, you know, character actor on the right. show. No, you're right. I'm trying to find where they said, Oh, here we go. Some of the characters that were brought to him from his, uh, from his days at second city. It says mm -hmm. he also performed impersonations of Tom Arnold, who gave Farley's eulogy at his private funeral. He did Andrew Giuliani. Uh, Jerry Garcia, Meatloaf, Norman Schwarzkopf, <laughs> Dom DeLuise, Roger Ebert, Carney Wilson, <laughs> Newt Gingrich, I, yeah, uh, Mindy Kahn, Mama Cass. Can you imagine him as Mama Cass? That's hilarious. Um, Hank Weems Jr. and Rush Limbaugh. Oh, okay. See, I remember the uh, Dom DeLuise because they were doing that thing. I think it was with Dana Carvey where he would be like Carcinio. You know, like Arsenio Hall and Carson, uh -huh. Johnny Carson put together. And it was like Norm is Burt Reynolds, and they're just like hitting each other with pies. And like they're obviously just super drunk. And Chris Farley's like just screaming, laughing, and like, you know, just peeing all over his, all over himself because he's like Dom DeLuise and, you know, hammered. Yes. But yeah, no, that's, I remember the Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and I'm having flashbacks to him doing Carney Wilson too. That's a great one. I didn't know he did Carney Wilson, but that's yeah. that is amazing. Oh man, uh, 
Well, I mean, his career at SNL was definitely uh, a big thing, and it, it, it helped him take off to a, a, a like a bigger movie career. I believe he he didn't just start out, you know, in his own movies like some of them mm-hmm. did. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, you know, Adam Sandler was the same way. He had bit roles in a movie here and there, and then he got you know a first movie with him, and so like he's a co-star. And then next thing you know, he's the main attraction. Yeah, uh, the same thing kind of happened there, you know, for Chris Farley as well because he had some movies that he was in bit parts of, like Wayne's World and Coneheads and Wayne's yeah. World Two and Airheads. Uh, Billy Madison is the bus driver. That's the best to me. That's the best Chris Farley like cameo. Uh-huh. I don't. Wayne's World Two is a great one. Like it's a very underlooked uh, cameo. I don't know, man. Airheads is good too. Jesus, like really. Okay, so I mean, this is going to be probably a unpopular opinion. I do not like Chris Farley as a lead actor in any movie, except for Tommy Boy. Yeah. I I think that he's one of those people that there are certain people that are just so intense that they can't. You can't watch an hour and a half of it. Like you need like a you know ten to fifteen minute spurt of it. And it just make it sets the movie, you know, on top. Like it's it's the perfect like can, he's the perfect cameo actor, like comic actor. Um, so I re, I in general prefer seeing him as like the cop in Airheads or you know the roadie in Wayne's World Two, like that to me. Or and my favorite is Dirty Work. Actually, that's probably my favorite cameo. Jimmy No Nose. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like those, I mean, that's where I think Chris Farley is best when he's just there for 10 minutes and he can go crazy in those 10 minutes. Well, that's kind of like why I, I liked his SNL career better than his movie career. I, I was going to, I was going to bring that up too. Uh, that I thought the SNL time was way better for me than his, because I only like really and truly, I liked Tommy boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Sheep was just like another play on Tommy Boy it's, I think, it's, in a way because it's him and yeah. David Spade together again they try to do something different even Chris Farley wasn't really happy with the, the outcome of Black Sheep no Black Sheep was not I mean I think that they were just trying to recreate the kind of relationship that like uh, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor had where yeah. they made like six movies together because people just like seeing them on screen and the movies aren't related. They're just, Oh, here's another buddy movie with these two guys that are both really funny. But I think that Tommy boy was just way too like massive to where like when black sheep came out, people were just like kind of confused that this wasn't a sequel to Tommy boy. It was, it's basically the same character. I mean, he's kind of loud. He's, He's 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 bumbling. He's clumsy. Uh, he he messes up when he, he's trying to do good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same character basically. And David Spade's character is the same character. He's basically the guy who's the second guy who's trying to keep him in line. He's got little quips that he throws out there at people, trying to be funny and snarky and everything. Yeah, like when all the little redhead kids go up, he's like, "Is there an OP convention in town?" Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's yeah. He, it's too similar. That's the problem with Black Sheep. It's like I would have liked it better if it was an actual sequel to Tommy Boy. You know. 
might have made more sense. But I mean, it, w- it wouldn't have made sense with the um, storyline ahead. Well, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, mean, just like put, they, but, but to put the two together as a Tommy Boy two. That's what I mean. Like, like yeah, instead of ideal. doing this whole new storyline, just make an actual Tommy Boy two because I actually really liked Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. Like, because he had a lot of like moments in Tommy Boy where he's very like subdued and doing like kind of real acting. <laughs> and, you know, and then he kind of has these moments where he's just like, you know, goes into Farley mode, but it's never too much. So by the time the movie's over, like, you're like rooting for this dude and you're not annoyed by it. You're not like drained because you're like, Jesus, I can't watch this for an hour and a half. But, you know, and then the rest of. Chris Farley's movies are the exact opposite. It's just let's give Chris Farley as much drugs as possible and make him just go nuts for an hour and a half. And I just, I can't handle those movies. Yeah. He, uh, the, um, I just left my screen here. Uh, not Black Sheep, but uh, the one they had after that, Beverly Hills Ninja. Hills Ninja, yeah. You, yeah. You know, that, what was your thoughts on that movie? Hated it. Did you hate it? I, I'm kind hated of, it. I don't know which way I want to go with it because I mean, it was, to me, it was kind of humorous because when I grew up in the eighties, I loved watching those ninja movies when they came out Yeah, and to see, to see him kind of spoof it and make it funny. But at the same time, he's trying to be serious. Like he thinks he's a real ninja. And then you've got yeah. uh, the guy from uh, that from Mortal Kombat that played Liu Kang, uh, Robin. Uh, is, oh it, is it Robin Shao or is that something it? like that? I, yeah, I always forget. S H O U. I don't know if it's Shao or probably Show Shoes. Something anyway. The guy from what's called him Liu Kang. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Liu Kang is his brother, and he thinks he's you know an actual ninja the whole time he's doing stuff. It's because his brother is there, where he can't see him taking care of things for him, and making him think he's the one that's doing it. Until at the end, when they're harming his brother, and he just goes nuts. He's like, nobody touches my brother. <laughs> and he goes crazy and starts roundhousing people and doing cartwheels into kicks and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. kind of funny. Now the rest of it may not have been as humorous, but I mean that one big burst in the end when he's taking everybody out—it's had me laughing. Yeah, pretty good. Well, see, like for me, my like the kind of comedy that I'm more into is very much like kind of s- sort of under the radar, like sarcastic like i actually like like i think david spade's characters and tommy boy and black sheep are funnier than chris farley because that's like that's the kind of like comedy that i like is like kind of like a jerk very subdued like i i'm just not into like obnoxious like clown like clown comedy which not all of Chris Farley's is because like that's and that's kind of what i mean with like being a fan more of a fan of like his snl career and the like cameo career is because it's not too over the top like it's enough to where you're like all right all right this is this is a perfect level like no more and yeah you just see him on screen for enough amount of time whether it's a sketch or a cameo so that's i don't know that's to me that's where i like to kind of think of chris farley like i kind of ignore everything after tommy boy they kind of list him as being known for a physical comedian, like a physical performance comedy, mm-hmm. and as his athleticism for his size. And they compare him to Curly Howard and Roscoe <laughs> Arbuckle. Yeah, well, yeah. I that's mean, a, that's a great person to be compared to. 
I, I'm I mean, like one of the three stooges and a murderer. Yeah, they're yeah. calling you Curly. I mean, to be known as him. I mean, it's in. Well, I mean, Roscoe Arbuckle killed someone. Fatty. Arbuckle. I didn't even know who Roscoe Arbuckle was. Yeah, it's Fatty Fatty Arbuckle. He was a like silent film era comic actor, basically the first comic actor aside from like Chaplin. Like he was like the original Belushi, Farley, you know that type of actor john candy um and he was at a party i think like at william randolph hearst's house it's something like that and somehow this like young woman who is an actress that he was basically trying to like weinstein um she ended up dead in the room that they were staying in ah. and it was pretty much well known that he murdered her so he was blacklisted and yeah never in anything else so yeah, great person to get compared to. <laughs> well, I hadn't heard the name Fatty Arbuckle before. That's that's yeah. funny. I didn't pick up on that when I when I read yeah. the name Arbuckle. But mm -hmm. you know, when I saw Roscoe Arbuckle, and I'm seeing this picture. It does look kind of creepy. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean Curly Howard. I mean, he just everyone. He was just goofy. I, yeah, I, I remember watching. I grew up on Three Stooges. So, see, I'm yeah. not a fan of Three Stooges at all. But see, it's that kind of comedy, the goofy physical stuff. Right. It's like I liked. Uh, John Ritter from Three's, you know, for, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. performances on Three's Company is as uh, Jack Tripper. I mean, uh -huh. such, so much physical comedy in that. Uh, getting the door, you know, opened into him, hitting his toe on something, or hitting yeah. his knee and flipping over the couch. Or, well, see, I don't mind stuff like that. So, like, I mean, I don't know if you've watched SNL, like 70s SNL. Like, did you oh, grow yeah. up like watching a lot of that? Okay, so like yeah. how Chevy Chase would do those Pratt Falls at the yes. beginning, to me, are one of the funniest things in like that era of SNL. But it's usually because he is so like subdued and calm while he's flipping over a table instead of like screaming and pretending like he's hurt. Like his whole thing is like doing a Pratt Fall and, and saying like, oh, I'm fine. But he clearly just took this horrible spill. And it's like, okay, to me, that's like way funnier than seeing, you know, whoever, Chris Farley, Belushi, whatever, like flipping over a couch and screaming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you uh, ever hear of his uh, Chicago Second City Theater time that he did? He mm -hmm. uh, went, in, went in with the same day as Stephen Colbert, they said. We were talking about Colbert earlier for a minute. Oh, well. really? I yeah, didn't know that. Started, it started the same day as Stephen Colbert, initially a part That's of Second City's touring group. Got huh. promoted to the main stage in 89. It was a cast member of three reviews, The Gods Must Be Lazy, It Was 30 Years Ago Today, and Flag Smoking Permitted in Lobby Only, or also known as Censorama, I believe. Yeah. Uh, That's, huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like some of the others. Uh, you hear about... Like that went to uh, Mad TV, for example. They didn't go to SNL. They went to Mad TV. But before Mad TV, they were doing something like Kids in the Hall, or yeah, yes, right, one of those other things like that. They that they came up through there. Well, the improv groups, it was everybody either did Second City or uh, UCB. So like in LA, they had, and and the Groundlings. So like in LA, they had and they had um, the Groundlings, which is where like Will Ferrell and a lot of like that cat that era cast came from. And then in, I think, I guess Second City's in Chicago, right? I believe so. Yeah. So, like, that's where 
like Bill Murray and his brother came from Chris Farley and all of his brothers. I think Gilda Radner came from second city, Martin short. Like there was, and then a lot of Canadian comics, I think came out of second city, like John Candy, Eugene Levy, like a lot I, of those dudes. I said kids in the hall earlier. I was thinking SCTV. Yeah, SCT, well, that's what SCTV is a second city TV. Oh, oh, okay. Second, you know what? Yeah, I think so. It is no, no. You're right. SCTV, yeah. Second City Theater. Okay. Yeah, so that's where like, so before Belushi and them were on, were at Second City, it was like those dudes, like Dave Thomas, um, Catherine O'Hara, John yeah, Candy, Eugene. That's Lev, exactly Martin Short. That's exactly what this is. I'm looking here: Del Close, Alan Alda, Alan Arkin, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Gilda Radner, John Candy, oh, yeah. Belushi, Aykroyd, Eugene Levy. Catherine O'Hara, Farley, Tim Meadows, Carlin Mokri, Ryan Stiles, uh, yeah. Mike Myers, Nia Vardolis. Why does that name sound familiar? I can't, Nia yeah, Vardolis. Yeah, I, I know you're talking. Oh, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. Okay. Yes, yes. That's, Steve, Steve Carell, Jordan Peele, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Stephen Colbert, Cicely. I could have watched. I, I, I never really watched SCTV. Well, SCTV but. was only on for like two or three years, and it was only the... Um, so like second city is a improv group, you know, was around, it's still around, I think, but it was only actually on TV in Canada in like the late seventies, early eighties when like Rick Moranis was there. Um, actually, if you, if you go on YouTube and watch like some of those old second city, uh, sketches, I mean, they are as good, if not better than SNL, like at that yeah. time, cause it was like kind of going on when SNL was in that, like just crap period like whenever it was just eddie murphy and then eddie murphy left and all you had was like joe piscopo and you know these people that aren't yeah well I, I, there was a time frame where i didn't watch it after the original cast members left i didn't pick back up on it again until um it was will ferrell and cherry o'terry and all them and then i saw reruns where they had you know farley and spade and sandler and all that. oh so you didn't watch it like farley like that era like in the 90s like i didn't era, i didn't i didn't 90s? i didn't watch it live then no okay. i i didn't pick it back live again until will ferrell cherry o'terry and molly shannon and you know the group of people they brought in with that and then i was seeing mm-hmm. repeats uh on comedy central uh the ones before of the other guys okay yeah see so, i mean and that's basically where i'm at with <laughs> all of SNL, (laughs) like all of, I mean, cause uh, you know, the cast, I mean, actually the cast from whenever I was a kid was actually pretty good. It was like the ending of like Jimmy Fallon and all and Tina Fey and all of them, but then bringing in like Bill Hader, Jason Sudeikis, Fred Armisen, uh, Kristen Wiig. Well, yeah, Amy Poehler was there, but she was our, she started in 2001 with Seth Meyers. Uh, They started at the same time. They actually started the week before nine 11. And so their first week at SNL was 9-11. So they're like, oh, Jesus, this is not good. But uh, yeah, like, I mean, I actually do kind of like the cast from whenever I was a kid. But I wish I would have grown up in the either Farley era or like the Belushi era. I wasn't a huge fan of Kristen Wiig, but she's got this one skit on there that was that I found so funny. 
she's a part of a group of sisters or something, and somebody's <laughs> singing. These bubbles are coming out, and she's got yeah. these little tiny hands. Yeah, it's a uh, Lawrence Welk, or it's supposed to be Lawrence. Fred, Ar- it's Fred Armisen doing like a Lawrence Welk impersonation. Which I don't know if you ever saw like the Lawrence Welk show, but it was like I, re- I remember, but I never watched it. Yeah, though. yeah, like just a super weird variety show with like very D list acts. And so, yeah, she has like these tiny little baby hands and like, yeah. a huge forehead. And, like, yes. Yeah. These tiny little hands trying to pop the bubbles as they're going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's between that. It reminded me. It reminded me of the of uh, Chris. What's his name from Scary Movie? Played a. Oh my god! A comedian had his own TV show for a while as a paper boy. Well, uh, on what? Wait, on Scary Movie. Yeah, he was on. He played the butler in one of the scary movies. Oh, oh, Chris, like, take my hand, child. Take yeah. my hand. Uh, no, Chris, take the Chris, good one. Uh, Chris Elliott. Yeah, Chris he was Elliott. on. He was on SNL too. Yeah, as a writer as well. But he was he was what briefly as an actor as a comedian. But yeah, well, he was writer. in the he was in the writing crew with like, uh, God, like Sarah Silverman and a couple other people who were not really actors. They were just there as writers, like um Conan. Conan yeah. was there as a writer, I think a little before then, but yeah, it was like Chris Elliott and Sarah Silverman, um, Jay Moore. I mean, Jay Moore did some acting on it, but he's mostly right. there as a writer, I believe. But yeah, well, they, they've been some, it's been some really great stuff over the years. Now, Farley in his movie career, uh, I don't know if he knows some of these. I'm gonna run some of these things by you here. Okay, we talked, we, we, we talked about his uh cameos you know billy madison and coneheads wayne's world and all that he was in a music video with the red hot chili peppers uh the soul to squeeze uh, about the coneheads basically mm-hmm. um, and of course we got tommy boy and black sheep we said was both one and the same of course they got a huge cult following on home video the, they only made it it says here uh they that those were successes at the domestic boss office earning about 32 million each but gained a large cult following on the home video. Uh, it says two films established Farley as a relatively bankable star, and he was given the title role of Beverly Hills Ninja, which finished in first place at the box office this opening weekend. I think it finished first place out of them just thinking, I really love Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. What's he going to do next? For sure. And they went and watched that and maybe not you know, have liked it quite as much once they've seen it. He had a couple of movies that were there post- yeah, after he had died posthumously as Dirty mm-hmm. Work and Almost Heroes that mm-hmm. they released both in the same year of 98. Uh, I, yeah. I know, you know what Dirty Work was just a cameo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, he's in it for I was uh, probably six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> about as sure. long as like I think Chevy Chase is in it about the same amount of time and Rickles, like Don Rickles is in it. I, I never bothered watching Almost Heroes. It didn't sound like anything. I've, I n- I've never even heard of it. Now, Tell me if you knew this. Uh, you've watched Shrek, right? I, I was, man, I was hoping you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I could not, when I read this, I had never heard this before. And I was, I, I, I won't say I was shocked or anything, but yeah, I was hugely surprised that they went back and redone everything with Mike Myers. But well, it was originally Chris Farley. Have you heard, have you heard it? Like the audio of him doing the lines? I have not, no. So it's on YouTube. Or I mean, it's all over the internet where you can like actually find whenever, because he was, I mean, in the booth doing the lines before he died, and it's just basically him doing the lines over like looking at pictures of the drawing of Shrek, and 
yeah, I mean, he's doing like the full dialogue from Shrek, and they just never were able to, you know, finish it because he died. But then they brought in Mike Myers. But that's why Shrek is like kind of looks the way he looks. I mean, he's somewhat based on Chris Farley, but also based on um, can't remember the guy's name. He's a wrestler from like the '60s. Um, but that's yeah, he's kind of like modeled after both of them. And yeah, then they just brought in Mike Myers to do uh, the dialogue because he died. Yeah, I had never known all. I've only known Shrek as Mike Myers this whole time. And now, uh, after seeing this, I'm going to have to go look this up and listen yeah. to it. Just so well, we can kind of, I'm trying to picture him doing this. Well, it's he, not a Scottish accent. So he's doing it as, yeah. you know, Chris Far- Well, it's just weird because, like, you know, when you think of Shrek, you think of a Scottish accent. And it's mm-hmm. just weird because it's just Chris Farley doing his, like, normal voice. But, like, you know, it, it is very strange. Uh I don't know that it would have been I don't it would not have been as good, I don't think. I mean, I guess it's easy to say that in hindsight. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's easy to say now. I mean, that's like people saying I I don't think that Eric Stoltz could have played Marty McFly. Because yeah. we only know Michael J. Fox. Right, right. That role. Yeah, or uh, John Travolta as Forrest Gump. <laughs> uh, Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones. Al Pacino yeah. is Han Solo. Yeah, we could keep going with these. I mean, uh, I mean, we we could say album. that we'd be like, you know, we don't know. We, we could say he would suck at it all we want right now because we only know the other person who actually played it. Yeah. But that's the fun of people. Uh, there's another show I listen to where they recast movies sometimes. Uh-huh. They would have put somebody else in that era in the movie, and they'll give you an idea of another movie they were in during that time frame, how they played that character, why they pick mm-hmm. him for that or something. So Okay. And that's kind of interesting to listen to sometimes to think of wonder, wow, could that person have pulled that off? You know, I mean, could that person really have played that role? Yeah. I mean, they they've recast Back to the Future. They've recast uh, Terminator. Uh, no, I don't think Terminator was one of them. No, it well, oh, 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 I thought you were just talking about like in general, not the podcast, but yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The the, the podcast people, they would, okay, repeat, okay. they would say who they think could play these people in these roles. They did uh, the karate kid, they done, uh, 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 back to the future they've done oh gosh I, I i'm drawing a blank on some of them now they've done like six or seven of these episodes where they recast them with different mm-hmm. people and i'm like i just don't know if that'll work or not but then again when i stop thinking about it okay if i think of it objectively not because i'm used to the other person who's in it i could probably see them pulling that off in their own way yeah and how so the same thing goes with him playing you know shrek i mean it's just shrek would be just a little bit different and how he carried himself with the voice and everything. It'd be more louder, I would imagine, than what Mike Myers was. Yeah. Well, that's what you can kind of hear whenever you hear him doing the dialogue is it is very like, I mean, just it, like I said, it sounds like Chris Farley reading the dialogue of Shrek. Like it's not changed in any way. I mean, it is him doing his voice and, you know, being super like loud at times. Like uh, it's... It, I mean, it would have worked, obviously. I mean, Chris Farley was a massively famous person who does have like a pretty distinct voice. So and he was really popular at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it it would have worked. It's just it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, you hear the stories of people getting replaced, but most of the time you don't actually see it. Like you don't you have nothing to go off of except for Eric Stoltz. Like you can actually watch the, you know, tape of him actually doing the scenes before he got replaced 
But yeah, whenever you're actually seeing the person who was originally supposed to do it, like actually do the role is very strange. Now, he was also slated for another voice role in a movie called Dinosaurs, a young male brachiosaurus named Sorbus, who, despite his gigantic stature, was afraid of heights. Huh. See that? That's interesting. So, are you, wait, Dinosaur, like the, the 2000 or 2001 Disney one? Well, let's see if I got a year here for you. I mean, I, I know yeah, there's a 2000. movie Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's so Walt Disney feature animation. Definitely. Yeah. That's um, a great movie. Too. Yeah, he's going to be the voice of Sorbus. Huh. Uh, at the time of his death, he'd been in talks to co-star with Vince Vaughn, too, in something called The Gelfin. Or Gelfin. I think yeah, oh, it's Gelfin mm-hmm. or Gelfin. G-E-L-F-I-N. Uh, and a star in a biographical film about comedian Fatty Arbuckle. Really? Yes, to be that written. That is interesting. That's to be written by David David Mamet. Mamet. Oh, yeah, David Mamet, the playwright. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it was going to be written by him, and uh, it was going to be about comedian Fatty. That's why I said I heard the name Fatty Arbuckle before, because I'd read down into that and seen that there. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and there was Roscoe up top. Uh, the uh, Jim Carrey's role in the '96 film The Cable Guy was originally intended for Farley. Okay. I have. But I think I have heard that. He yeah. had scheduling conflicts, though, so it forced him to decline. He was also offered the role of Ishmael, eventually played by Randy Quaid, in Kingpin. But he was forced by Paramount to turn it down to honor his commitment to starring Black Sheep. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. See, I think the Fatty Arbuckle movie would have been... I mean, well, one, David Mamet is a genius. He's the guy that wrote... Um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but um, I mean, it's an incredible movie. David Mamet is a genius writer, but yeah, that is that is super interesting. Huh. I have not seen it, but I know what it is. I okay. remember when it came out, but I have not seen it, though. Yeah. Uh, the other movies I mentioned, I never really watched Cable Guy either, because Jim Carrey, is he, he, he's funny to me in some things. Mm-hmm. And in some things, he's not. I could watch him all day long as Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get but, that. Um, Cable Guy is not great. I, I never enjoyed The Mask like some people I, do. I didn't either. I mean, whenever I was a little kid, I did. But, nah, but I mean, it, I wasn't a little kid when it came out. So I was yeah. like, this is not for me. The Cable Guy didn't look funny to me. I passed on that. No, Cable Guy is, it's a lot, it's weird. Like, it, it is not funny to me at all which i don't even know if it's supposed to be it's one of those movies where you're like i think they were supposed to be making a comedy but i'm not a hundred percent sure now me myself and irene i laughed a lot about oh uh, me was, myself and was, irene is the best that was, that was hilarious uh yeah but that was it so uh i didn't i didn't care for his serious stuff he tried to do uh i don't want to watch jim carrey as a serious actor uh, that's like saying I want to watch Michael Jordan play baseball again because I well, didn't like watching him play baseball when he was doing it. So it's a, to me, I want comedy out of Well, him. I mean, I think it depends on the person. I mean, Bill Murray can do serious acting. There are certain people who can pull it off like really well. And there are certain serious actors who can pull off comedy super well. Because it, it's kind of like saying you don't want to see De Niro do comedy, but De Niro's a master of comedy. I 
See, I don't, I can't think of anything funny off the top of my head. Meet the parents, analyze I mean, meet this. the parents. Was, meet, meet the parents was good, but he didn't strike me as a particular funny character in it. He didn't really. Carry the, to me, he didn't carry the comedy like Ben Stiller did in it. See, I think he's funnier than Ben Stiller in Meet the Parents. Like his I'm, line, his lines, and his delivery is, which I don't think Ben Stiller's funny at all. But yeah, I, I like De Niro. Like his, like I think De Niro is has great comedy timing. Like I think he's very un, like overlooked at how good he is at comedy. But it's kind of the same with Jim Carrey. Like I think, I mean, Jim Carrey he just has made movies that aren't that good where he's mm-hmm. doing serious acting. But like if you look at like Man on the Moon or The Truman Show. I mean, those movies are incredible. I had, see, I never watched the Truman Show because okay. it, it, it didn't interest me the 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 topic of it. And now that I've seen the Truman, and I haven't really seen the Truman Show, but thinking about how life has gone since then and mm-hmm. how people love reality stuff, yeah, and they want to watch reality. That's like right there. That's the Truman Show. It's just right. everyday life of what's going on for him, and people are just, are watching it. Uh, I, I didn't really, you know, Man in the Moon. I mean, I saw the guy throughout his career anyway. I didn't want to see someone portraying him in a movie. And the part where he had done the thing with Jerry Lawler in wrestling, I, I was watching that live on TV every week when it happened. I was watching yeah. him in the Memphis studio out there. Oh, but you wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Wrestlers and he's wrestling the women on TV and everything and beating the women. And then Jerry Lawler slapping him on Letterman. I saw that mm-hmm. tonight. It happened on television. So stuff like that. I mean, I just, it's like reliving it through somebody else doing it. And he did a good job portraying him. Yeah. Doing Andy Kaufman. But I just, I didn't really want to watch the movie of it though. I get that. I just am a massive Andy Kaufman fan. Like he, he, he would be in probably stuff. my top five, like, like comedy influences. Like to me, Andy Kaufman is gotta be up there probably maybe like top five top ten but yeah so like i i mean i watched man on the moon all the time especially like in high school whenever i was like kind of figuring out like the comedy that i sort of looked up to because like as a kid i would watch actually you know a lot of chris farley stuff just because i was always you know like a fat kid so like i was like well if i am gonna be funny i'm gonna need to be funny like this so i would watch like animal house all the time to kind of figure out what belushi was doing and i watched chris farley snl and chris farley movies all the time and john candy all the time and then i was like yeah you know like they're okay but i got way more into norm and andy kaufman and yeah people like and that. andy kaufman was a perfectionist with his stuff he wanted yeah, done. yeah he he told lawler before they go on stage he says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to really sell this, okay? He goes, I want you to slap me as hard as you can. He goes, don't hold back on me. I can take a slap, okay? Just do it. Yeah. He, goes, sure you? And he was like, I was asking him, are you sure you really want to do all that? And he's like, yes, we're going to yeah. sell this hard. And then he just, like, he slapped the taste right out of his mouth, it looked like, and he knocked him yeah. out of the chair. And then on TV a week or two later, um, he come out and he's a, he, he's challenged him to a match finally. He's going to fight Jerry Lawler in a match. And then he gets all the pile drivers put on him. And then the week later, he's out there with a neck brace. And they're <laughs> selling the neck brace so hard. Like he's yeah. going to sue the company. He's going to sue Jerry Lawler and sue the city of Memphis and <laughs> uh, everything else. I mean, he's he really ran because he was a huge wrestling fan to begin with. Himself. Yeah. And they, they tried selling it 
to the McMahons up north in WWF, but they didn't want nothing to do with it. Right. They said that's not what you know what wrestling's about. Yet they come out with Doink the Clown and yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. the Red Rooster and things like this. Yeah. So wasn't good for them. But then that was you know better for the people who did take it uh, because they ran with it and it, yeah. it, it it brought some little bit of uh, fame to the area there for a while. Yeah. Uh, Chris Farley also. I'm noticing here was set to appear in a third Ghostbusters film at the time. Huh. What happened? I said, which was at the time intended to be about a new trio of Ghostbusters taking on the overpopulation in hell. Really? And I don't was, know about the I don't know about the plot. Yeah, That's I don't weird. know. Oh, that, that sounds kind of strange for a plot, but we haven't seen any, you know, anything put on videos so how it well, was yeah. played out. But, right. Uh Dave Pilkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Author of children's book Captain Underpants. Uh huh. Wanted Chris Farley to play the title role in a potential television series based on the books. That, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think I could see that. I mean, really, just pick any fat actor and they could play, you know, certain like roles like that. You're like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure that he would have offered it to him, Tom Arnold. Uh, you know, he would have just went through the list of. You know, yeah, I think Tom Arnold would pull it off too since you brought that up. Thinking about it, yeah, there's not a lot of times I think in history where someone has said I think Tom Arnold could pull it off, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know, and you know what? You, but you know what? He was he was great in True Lies. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> I thought he was playing the sidekick to Schwarzenegger in True Lies. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things like. Anybody could have been in that damn movie. Probably. I mean, I, and it, I actually like Tom Arnold in, um, I mean, it does not go against my argument at all, but I mean, it does go against my argument, but uh, in Austin Powers, when Tom Arnold's like in the bathroom, like the kind of cowboy dude. Show like, that what did you mean? boss. <laughs> yeah. But Tom Arnold is actually Chris Farley-esque in that you kind of just want him there for a little bit. Like it's he's a he's really good at making something memorable, like a, something quick and memorable. Like he's, I mean, he's basically just a wrecking ball. Sure. Like, and you don't want to watch that for two hours, but you do want to see it for ten minutes, and that ten minutes is probably going to be better than the other, you know, hour and a half. But I don't know that to me that is like that's Farley's strong suit. A hundred percent. And I'm sure he knew that. I mean, he knew like, cause look at Belushi. Belushi was never able to have a successful movie career. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. Like the only successful movies that Belushi had are blues brothers and animal house and animal house. He's barely in it and blues brothers. It's really more of a Dan Aykroyd movie. So I think Farley probably knew that that was, you know, that was probably going to be his path as well. He's like, he, I, I'm probably going to be the guy who's doing the really memorable, funny cameo. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, there's a, there was a movie that, uh, Farley expressed interest in and he wanted to, it was portraying a tuck in an adaption, an adaptation of the novel, the incomparable, a tuck. Both of these, uh, as well as Confederate, as well as the Confederacy of Dunces, but the other one, the incomparable attack, it says both of these show projects, along with the Arbuckle biopic, have been alleged to be cursed, as Farley, Belushi, and Candy were each attached to both roles. 
I have and, heard that about. Okay, so th- uh, that name sounded so familiar when you were saying the the Atuk. I was like, where do I know that? And I've read about that curse. I didn't know the Arbuckle one was one, but that makes perfect sense too. Yeah, and I did not. Uh, you know, it, it's all three of them we were talking about uh, were attached to both roles, and all three died before any of the films entered production. But also, is it a curse, or were they just offering these roles to fat drug addicts? <laughs> I mean, if you easy way to look at it, you know. I, I mean, mean, well, if you're gonna offer a role to three fat drug addicts, you have to assume that they ain't gonna be around that long. I mean, skinny drug addicts don't even stay around long, let alone ones that are 350 pounds and doing heroin every five minutes. Like, yeah, you know, they're probably going to die. It wasn't like they were offering it to, you know, Jared Leto or something or, you know, Tom Hanks. Which I don't know what those why those two names popped up. But <laughs> I mean, you know, you have a target uh, casting here that is, you know, a little yeah. compromised already. Uh, do you know what it was that got Chris Farley, uh, the the drug he was on that that eventually got him today? Was it coke? It was. Uh, it, it was partially yes. It was uh, something known as a speedball. Oh, so the same thing as Belushi. Hair was a, Yeah. Well, it was. It says cocaine. It, it says cocaine and morphine is what it says. Well, yeah. They they usually call morphine and heroin. They like use that interchangeably, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that's what it was because yeah. again, such a huge Belushi fan, and that's how Belushi died. Was taking a speedball. And then they have here it says on Chris Farley that advanced atherosclerosis was cited as a significant contributing factor. Now, if you don't know what that is, because I did not, uh, that is something where it's like the walls of your artery develop abnormalities called lesions, and the lesions may lead to narrowing due to the buildup of plaque yeah so basically his his arteries were closing up on him and here he is doing stuff that probably is not very good for the blood pressure you know and next thing you know he's gone yeah and just happens to take the exact same drug that john belushi took to die the exact same age john belushi died is very interesting and like under kind of weird circumstances of like a woman being a little too involved in the situation like basically there's there's a weird argument that like belushi and farley were both killed by the woman that they were with which may or may not be true but it is i mean this is i'm Look, I don't know if you've ever seen this picture, <laughs> but I'm not telling you to look it up, but it is something that I don't know. Look it up. Have you ever seen the picture of Chris Farley dead? No. Jesus. So the woman who he was with, who may or may not have like given him the drugs, um, went back into the room, saw that he was dead instead of calling the cops took a picture of them so that she could sell it to magazines and then he was found you know later on but uh yeah that picture's all over the internet and it is rough yeah so i can imagine so i mean i I don't make a habit of uh googling pictures of dead comedians or anything or dead people in general but I knew there was something weird about you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. once you see Kennedy, uh, you know, get scalped, you kind of want to see the rest of them. 
I have actually seen that one. I have seen the video of that too many times, probably. And yeah, back into the left. You know, back into the left. That that right there is something that is that that comes up in many different things. Uh, not only is it just in the the usual uh, conspiracy theory videos or talks about you know what's happened, how it happened, how many mm-hmm. people were a part of it, who who actually killed him. There's also the thing about. Um, what is the thing called the um, what was the guy's name that was in prison for a long time mandela the mandela no effect. yeah the mandela effect right so there's a mandela effect thing about that where they talk about do you remember him in the car and what happened he was in the back seat right or mm-hmm. there was the front seat with the driver and there was the back seat where him and his wife was right and when you go back and you look now there's like an extra seat in in the middle of them or something or something well, like that. Or well, there's like a third, third seat or something that well, nobody, it's, people are like, that wasn't there before. No, I know what you're talking about. Cause it's where like John Connolly was sitting, the governor who was right. the governor of Texas at the time. And he got right. shot in the you know hand and leg and yeah. 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 So, so like, I, you know, I live like near Dallas and every time that I go into Dallas, I go to Dealey Plaza, stand in the middle of the road because there's these two X's, uh, one where he got shot the first time. And then there's a bigger X in the road where he, the headshot and I go stand in the middle of the road and look up at the school book depository building. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense that Lee Harvey Oswald could have shot him. Like you could throw a baseball and hit that window. Like it is like people act like it was this like crazy difficult shot and that it was like super far. I mean, nah, not really. I'm telling you, you could if you had a decent enough arm on you, you could hit. You could have hit Lee Harvey Oswald with a baseball from that point in the road. So I don't know. Yeah. Not to get into you know fucking the JFK assassination conspiracy, right? That, that, it is interesting. Hey, we do get off topic sometimes, but we don't go that crazy off topic. <laughs> Yeah, but Chris um, Farley was murdered. Farley's uh, funeral, they, they talk about his funeral, a private funeral held on December 23rd, 97 at Our Lady Queen of Peace Catholic Church in his hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, over 500 people attended his funeral, including many comedians he worked with on SNL, such as Aykroyd, Sandler, Chris Rock, Schneider, Lauren Michaels, Al Franken, John Goodman, Bob Odenkirk, Tim Meadows, Robert Smigel, George Wynn, Phil Hartman. But noticeably absent, they said, was David Spade. Mm-hmm. And people wondered for a while. It was uh, kind of debated. Were they having, you know, some difficulties between the two of them or something? Yeah. Uh, they were saying that Spade didn't show up because they had problems and that, um, you know, they were having some difficulties between the two. That's why you didn't see them hanging out much or something. Mm-hmm. But they said there was nothing like that going on as far as the hanging out. He said, basically... Uh, later on when he was actually asked about it that it was just too emotionally difficult for him to be there mm-hmm. because they were such good friends and you know as as many times i i think david spade has been quoted before saying that he had told him he needed to slow down on what he was doing and stop what he yeah. was doing because it wasn't going to end well for him and you know so he did it basically says there's no ill will that was ever between them. It's just that it was too difficult for him to show up. And I, I can understand that. I get that for sure. You know, if, yeah, if I mean, you're really were... close, we're really close to somebody and you know. Well, and also funerals are super boring. So I mean, I'd, I I would have been like, yeah, you know, he's not gonna know I wasn't there. 
<laughs> I mean, it would have been cool. To, it would have been cool to meet George Went. So yeah. I probably would have went for that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. I just have a thing about funerals anyway. So I would have been right there with David Spade. I'm not going to this I, thing. I know a lot of people that can't do them. Um, I I will do them for you know people that I'm closest to and know them know the you know the most well. If I wasn't real close to somebody. Uh, then I probably won't do it just because it's just putting yourself through unnecessary, you know, emotional trip basically because yeah. you wasn't super good friends with them. They wasn't a close family member or anything like that. So. I just get super uncomfortable seeing people like have emotions, <laughs> which I mean, there's probably a lot to unpack there, but uh, like I have a thing. I like whenever I see people cry, I'm like, what the, what am I supposed to do right now? It's like, like, cause right. I'm not, I don't get emotional about stuff. So like, whenever I see people getting emotional, I immediately just kind of like, kind of try to like swallow into myself where I'm like, Oh God, this makes me feel real icky. <laughs> yeah. This is probably not. But, that's the reason yeah. why, that's the reason why a lot of people don't go to, you know, don't go to funerals and attend things like that because of yeah. how it really makes them feel. And some people will tell you that they say that they felt like they were just being selfish at that point for not going well it's nothing selfish about it really. no. i mean if you can't handle it then you can't handle it and people do understand you know if you're not there and the reason why if you can't handle something because you know it's it's a you know most people know they don't want to put anybody through any unnecessary strength they don't have to yeah they appreciate you thinking about them they appreciate the fact that you know you're sorry for the loss and everything thank you but you don't have to just you know show up on my behalf for me, that person's going to be the same regardless. Well, to me, it's even more, it's more selfish for the person that died expecting people to go to your funeral. Like you aren't even around anymore and you're still going to make me get up early on a Sunday morning and miss the football game to come look at you in a box. And you don't even know I'm, if I'm there or not. That's selfish. There was a man who, uh big Pittsburgh Steeler fan. And when he passed away, he had them dress him up in his pit in, in his usual Sunday wear he had for Pittsburgh Steelers games. Jesus. Uh, they had him. Ha- he wanted his funeral on a Sunday, and he had a favorite game that he had recorded that Pittsburgh had played in. It was mm-hmm. one of his favorite games they'd ever done. And at his funeral, he was not in a coffin. They had him sitting up in his lazy boy. Oh God! Uh, there was a drink other... off to the side of the table. No. There was a half-smoked cigar sitting there. The TV was playing with the game on. His feet was kicked up in the recliner, and people would come by there and pay their last respects. That's how they would remember him. God, you know, that's how I they knew him. I'd have just walked out with the cigar. I'm like, hey, he ain't gonna finish this, is he? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> like, hey, free cigar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. God. Gosh, that is, yeah, I don't like that at all. No, but I mean, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> you're talking about uh, so that I'm looking at some of the things you're talking about. Chris Vardy's legacy, basically, is that his career, his private life, his early death have often been compared to that of his idol, John Belushi, who died at the same age. We know of a similar drug overdose. We've been talking about that. Um, he was posthumously, how do you say, it? Posthumously, posthumously, yeah, posthumously, posthumously. awarded. The 2,289th star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame located in front of Idaho West. 
an authorized biography of Farley, the Chris Farley Show, was written by his brother Tom Jr. and Tanner Colby. The song Purple Stain from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a 1999 album, Californication, contains the lyric, Farley is an angel and I can prove this as a tribute to Chris Farley. Mm. The best tribute to Chris Farley there was is what Adam Sandler did. Uh, in his in, special? Yeah, in 2018 oh, in his man. special. Emotional tribute dedicated to Farley in his Netflix stand-up special, Adam Sandler, 100% fresh. They got that little video playing in the background of him doing the lunch lady thing as he's going mm -hmm. around uh, and stuff like that. Uh, that was a really, really cool thing getting he done on there. Yeah, that that's whenever. I, yeah, that's one that kind of like I got that little you know tickle in the back of my throat where I was like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just man, that's that's tough. It was well, I mean, it, it's a great tribute to. Chris Farley. It, it was. And then, and then Sandler replayed it again later on on a live episode of SNL he hosted in May 4th of 19. Mm -hmm. Just you know, to put back on there for people in case I guess they didn't see it the first time around. But uh, he had a good career regardless. I mean, I mean I'd mean, i like to have seen him stay around a lot longer and do a lot of good, a lot more good things. Yeah. Um, I, 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 just like you said, I mean, he wasn't exactly the best lead man except for Tommy Boy. That was great. Uh, Tommy Boy is my favorite movie of his that he's ever been in. Mm -hmm. And like I told you, I, I thought Beverly Hills Ninja would deal. You know, it, 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 it made me laugh. It cracked me up. He actually was nominated uh, MTV Movie Awards Best Comedic Performance in Beverly Hills Ninja. And he got MTV Music Award Best On-Screen Duo shared with David Spade. So that's what you were talking about, trying to make him and David Spade you know, the comedic duo like you've yeah. seen with uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Mm -hmm. And they were great for that. They were yeah. the probably the best duo I ever grew up watching for comedian uh, for comedians and comedy movies. See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, I yeah. laughed like good and, and stir crazy. Stir crazy. Probably the, yeah, probably the two best. Yeah, two stir crazy. Stir crazy is for sure my favorite. Or the one where they're on the train. Is it silver silver bullet? Silver bullet. Yeah, silver bullet's a great one too. So, I mean, there was silver bullet. There was busting loose. There was uh, stir yeah. crazy. There was see no evil, hear no evil. I think that's uh, it. I think they just did four together. Yeah, it was just those four. Yeah. Yeah. And then television. I mean, of course, SNL. He did the Jackie Thomas show. It's Larry mm -hmm. Sanders show. It was on yeah. Roseanne in an episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the show Tom was. It's listed in 94, something called Tom. Um, was it Tom Arnold's show? It just says Tom, and his, and his role was Chris. So I, I think it's Tom, like Tom Arnold. I think it was Tom Arnold's thing, wasn't it? Uh, let's see, or Tom, maybe an, American, an American sitcom television series on CBS during mid-season from March 2nd to June 13th, canceled the one season due to poor ratings. Didn't mention Tom Arnold or anything, though. It just says Tom. Ah, I could have sworn that that was Tom Arnold's show, but maybe not. Yeah, and then he hosted um, SNL. The Chris Farley host in the Mighty Mighty Boston's was the music act on there. I didn't know that. I never knew he hosted. Now, there was something about that I've seen up here. Hold on. They compared that to the one Steven Seagal did. Here we go. Here it is. Uh, mm -hmm. On October 25th, 1997, Farley made his final appearance on SNL Live as a first-time host. The cold open featured Lorne Michaels contemplating Farley's ability to host with Tim Meadows advocating that he'll be calm, he'll be focused, he'll be good. His party days are over. Chevy Chase was Farley's sponsor in the sketch. <laughs> uh, 
Farley's hoarse voice and flushed skin were the subject of public scrutiny. He had strained his vocal cords during performance, and his exhaustion was so noticeable the producers nearly recommended canceling his appearance. Farley's hosting had been considered so troubling to the cast and crew that it was decided to be pulled from general circulation and syndication, as well as the SNL seasonal streaming, a decision only shared with Steven Seagal's 1991 hosting stint he did. Real Okay, so that makes sense because I've been hearing about the Seagal thing, about Steven Seagal just being the worst host in SNL history. And I've been trying, like I was trying to find it on Peacock to watch it. And it was nowhere. I was like, what the, like this isn't on here. So that makes sense that Chris Farley's wouldn't be. Cause actually, I think I have heard that, that it was like really sad. Like it was too close to the end. Yeah. So yeah, that actually, I, I have heard that before. I've just, well, it makes sense why I've never seen it, but yeah. That's, that's true. That's, it would. You know, we'll, we'll want to do one day. I'll say if, if you're up to it, I'll, I'll, I'll set it aside for you. If you're up to it one day, we'll do uh, another show just on SNL. Oh, I'm, dude, I am completely down. I mean, I am, I idolized SNL. So, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, there's so many great skits and comedies and comedians from there that they've done over the years. We could, gosh, we could probably do three episodes on it, truthfully. Uh, I mean, easily. So we'll, we'll make sure we do that. We are actually at the end of the show here, wrapping things yeah. up. We're a good hour. Well, we're at the hour mark, hour, hour and two minutes, something like that. But uh, we'll go ahead and wrap things up here. Just uh, what we'll do to close things out, if you can think of, if you could take one thing away from Chris Farley's career, uh, what's your favorite that he did? And that could be skit, movie, whatever. Man, that is, oh, man. I think... Actually, probably his cameo in Billy Madison. Like, as a kid, Billy Madison, like, I watched it on repeat and would just quote it with my friends to, like, you know, try to make them laugh. And I always, like, my go-to was all of Chris Farley's lines. Like, that Veronica Bond, like, just going into No, you didn't. No, maybe not. He's like... Yeah, I uh no, that's that's it. That to me, that is like my favorite thing that Chris Farley's ever done. Yeah, I think if I uh, it's 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 one of two things for me. I mean, I, I really thought the thing with Patrick Swayze and him as a Chippendale dancer was hilarious. Yeah, but I laughed the most at him as motivational speaker Matt Foley. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna go with Matt Foley. Yeah, it's it's hard not to pick something from SNL. Mm-hmm. Like I had to just sh- go away from SNL because otherwise, like everything to me for SNL wise is like on the same level for him, and it's amazing. Like his SNL, everything he did, like it's like oh my god. Like I wish he was in more sketches, which he was in. I mean, it seemed like almost all of them, and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. and I, I do love Tommy Boy. Like I said, it's what it's yeah. my favorite movie of his. But I mean. It's like, do you pick a part of the movie? Do you just say the whole movie in general? Because yeah. when he's out, when he's out on the boat with the girl, mm-hmm. and the kids on the shore are yelling at him, I am just oh laughing so That's hard. That's a great, yeah. See, my it's, favorite scene is uh, when they're having the fight, him and David Spade. 
Yeah. And he like calls him like Papa Smurf. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, you feel it. <laughs> like I felt a breeze. Is there a draft? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like that to me, that's my favorite in that movie. But yeah, I mean, I could go on on Chris Farley. When the, kid, when the kids yelled at him, Hey Gilligan, did you eat the skipper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. I mean, that part is, yeah. Chris Farley is amazing. Man, that's a that would be the well, you know. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with the SNL though, Matt Foley. Though. I'm gonna go ahead and stick with that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call that my favorite. That and I'm gonna stick with it. No more changes. Although yeah. Tommy Boy was great. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, anything you got coming up? You want to throw out there? I mean, I know you've been uh, doing uh, some stuff here lately. Yeah, I mean, just really just follow me on Instagram at the Cody Tucker. Um, sort of put everything about the podcast and you know any dates that I'll have coming up soon hopefully um but yeah really just check out the podcast comes out pretty much every tuesday um it's the cody tucker show just look it up on youtube i mean that's at least how i recommend to watch it but you can certainly find it anywhere you find your podcasts exactly same goes for here as everybody knows wherever you find your other podcasts we are right there waiting for you as well uh if you will make sure you uh after listening to the show Go and give us a rating and a review. It helps a ton. I can't begin to explain to you how much it really helps. Um, it's crazy how the ranking systems, you know, work these days. And it's just like being on Google or something. You know, the 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 more you put to it, the more you've been seen, the more reviews you get, the more you're talked about, the more popular they think you are, and it puts you up at the top, right? So talk about us, rate us, review us, put us out there, share us with your friends and family. It is all truly appreciated. So, Cody, thanks, man, for coming on again. And uh, we will get to talking another time about that uh, SNL thing we're going to do. It might be after the first of the year, but we're going to do it, though. Uh, thanks. Yeah, dude, I'm completely down. I, I would love to. All right, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.